Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about the uh, delay, but uh, having a little bit of issues with uh, the, the internet, you know, technical difficulties, live TV, live internet, so this kind of thing happens. But ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Once again, we are happy to have you here tonight. It is going to be an amazing night. We've got the High Spot segment, we've got the Shoot and Shout segment, the Rest of Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the Fantasy Wrestling segment, the Snippets to Truth, we've got Drake Lee coming on at 7.30, and then we have the audience, formerly known as Lockie, coming on at 8.30. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do right now is whatever beverage you have in front of you, whether it's beer or soda or liquor or whatever it is, water, I want you to to put it into your Wrestle Talk podcast mug, which I know everybody's gotten. If you haven't gotten one, it's real easy to get one. Go to the merch tab at the WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Get yourself a mug. 
These things are absolutely perfect. Tonight I am drinking uh, Red Peach Ale. So, a little bit different. So, ladies and gentlemen, take a, a, a swig for the Best of Talk podcast. Three, two, one, chug. That's really good. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we do not have Renee Martinez. Renee is doing some some other things, and so tonight it uh, the night hour is not going to be joining us. But it's okay. It's okay because I do have another special guest that is going to be joining us after I hit the Star Spangled Banner, like we always do. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do is I want you to remove your hat and pay homage to the greatest country in the world, and that's America, dang it. Oh, 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 say, can you see and the rockets For oh, the land of the free. Uh, brings a tear to my eye every single time. And it seems like I have made a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. And Tim Timmy has slipped me this piece of paper, and it has informed me that we're going to have Lockie on at 7.30, and Drake is going to be on at 8.30. Drake Lee is going to be on 8.30. Lockie is going to be on the farthest, formerly known as Lockie, is going to be on at 7.30. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get in my guest for tonight. He's a man that has no stranger to the Rest of Talk podcast with Joe Renee. Ladies and gentlemen, Dynamo Pro's own Mr. Luke Roberts. Luke, what's going on, sir? Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, it's an honor and privilege as always to be here on the Russell Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, it, it's kind of kind of taking a little bit of time to get back here in the uh, swing of things here at Dynamo Pro. We got a lot of big events coming up. Uh, as a matter of fact, for those that are familiar with the Russell Talk podcast, I actually spent some time uh, on my vacation just a couple weeks ago down in, in your neck of the wonderful United States of America. Uh-huh. Uh, spent some time spent some time down in the greater Southern Ohio. And West Virginia area. Uh, I'll tell you yeah. right now, I had a real great trip, had some, some time off, and had an opportunity to uh, take a part in a uh, went to a restaurant that really seemed to enjoy. It was a place called Suplex Tacos, which I'm in Ashland, Kentucky. If any of the listeners oh. of the Russell Thought Podcast are in the, the greater Ashland, Kentucky area, or if you're in the West Virginia area, you definitely need to make it a point to uh, go check them out. I believe they're on Carter Street in Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, great meal, uh, a lot of great wrestling memorabilia. They had several ma- uh, several masks from different luchadors. Uh, they also had a lot of still photography from various uh, Lucha Libre events. I believe a couple of them were from a uh, past Triple Mania. A uh, real great time uh, there. And like I said, if you get an opportunity to, to stop on by, check them out. Uh, Suplex Tacos in Ashland, Kentucky. But outside of that, Joe, i got to tell you right now, things are really rocking and rolling in Dynamo Pro Wrestling. We've got a great show here tonight. We've got two guests that are going to be talking about a very big event here in the St. Louis area called the Spectrum Slam. 
And we're going to get into that a little bit later on here tonight. We've got the artist formerly known as Lockie at 730, and we have Dynamo Pro Wrestling commentator Drake Lee going to be joining us at 830 this evening. Joe, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot going on in the world. We just got done with the uh, the uh, WrestleTalk podcast event out at uh, eSports this past weekend. Uh, a lot of yeah. people turned out for that as well. And, and like I said, what a, uh, I should tell you what. Before I get your thoughts, uh, I hope intern Timmy's ready. I mean, again, he's been kind of kind of hustling around here all night long. Why don't we go ahead, intern Timmy, if you'd be so kind, let's go ahead and hit the music for the high spot segment because, Joe, I know there's a lot of things that we can talk about right here tonight. So intern Timmy, if you'd be so kind, let's go ahead and hit the music for the high spot segment here tonight on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. All right, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. It's welcome to the high spot segment where we talk about everything professional wrestling. This is your opportunity to call in and talk about whatever you want to. The number to call is 657-383-1521. That's 657-383-1521. And the first thing that I want to talk about, Luke Roberts, is um, I was looking on the wrestling news today, and I found some news that actually pertains to Dynamo Pro. There is a female that was the first ever graduate of the first female graduate of the Dynamo Pro Dojo, and that lady is Santana Garrett. And the reason I'm talking about this is because if you have been on the Internet today, then you would know that Santana Garrett is one of the uh, wrestlers that has started to go to the WWE Performance Center. So I know that you know everything about Santana Garrett. How does it feel knowing that San- that somebody from Dynamo Pro, the first ever female graduate of the Dynamo Pro Dojo, is now going to be working out at the WWE Performance Center? Well, well Joe, I got to tell you right now, um, I-, I had heard rumblings much like you over the course of the last day or two. Um, like I said, this, this signing... Uh, was literally formally passed across my desk in the last hour. Um, I got to tell you right now, this one uh, has a lot of uh, a lot of importance to me. As you as you hit right on point, uh, Santana Garrett, first female graduate of the Dynamo Pro Dojo. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I had an opportunity uh, very early on in Santana Garrett's career. Had an opportunity to. Uh, be in the ring on a couple of occasions with Santana here. I remember one match in particular wrestling for the High Voltage Wrestling Midwest uh, promotion here in the greater St. Louis area. An opportunity to be in the ring as Santana Garrett, uh, at the time being known, I believe, as the Midwest Sweetheart Santana G, taking on Mischief. And for those that know Mischief, a very accomplished female wrestler, uh, also having her roots here in the St. Louis area. And I got to tell you, Santana Garrett has gone all over the world. Uh, she's been uh, over in the Stardom promotion. She's been in 
uh, part of the May Young Classic. She's been an NWA World Champion. I mean, she's held countless championships all across the country. And uh, be honest with you, not only um, is it important to me with the idea of knowing that Santana Garrett is part of the Dynamo Pro Dojo and as an alumni, but also I think back to uh, uh, somebody who's very instrumental, uh, not only her trainers and uh, fellow trainees at Dynamo Pro Dojo, but another man who was very instrumental to her career, and that being the late TNT Kenny G. Uh, I know he's got to be somewhere smiling right now, knowing that Santana Garrett is now officially, uh, I, I guess, would officially be signed as a part of the uh, WWE Performance Center. I got to tell you, Joe, I think right now that Santana Garrett being signed is definitely another huge signing. I mean, again, when you look at it, you've got countless wrestlers uh, like Angel Garza, like uh, ACH, uh, when you have wrestlers like uh, Trevor Lee and all the wrestlers coming into the uh, performance center. I got to tell you right now, NXT is very quickly, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a happening place to be, but it just continues to be a place that, I mean, literally has the best of the best in the professional wrestling world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I am definitely excited to see exactly what is 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 going to happen. And, you know, just talking about NXT, uh, I have not really been keeping up with, with, with NXT, unfortunately. And I watched the last takeover on Saturday, and I must say that I've made a big mistake by not watching NXT because, holy crap, that was such a, a great, great show. I mean, you had the Street Profits going up against, uh, oh, crap, losing my mind, uh, the Undisputed Era. I did not know really too much about the Street Profits, and let me tell you, that was an amazing, amazing tag team match. You had Candice LeRae wrestling. I hear Sherelle. I can't pronounce her name. That was a great match. You had, you know, there was so much, much great stuff going on. Were you able to, to catch the NXT uh, a takeover? Joe, I got to tell you right now, NXT TakeOver Toronto was a phenomenal event. I mean, when you sit there and you look at matches, as you said before, the Street Profits, uh, Montez Forge and D'Angelo Dawkins taking on the Undisputed Era. I got to tell you right now, Joe, one thing about that match, I cannot believe how high Montez Ford can fly. And this man, <laughs> when he takes flight, I mean, you need you need an air traffic controller. I mean, he goes up there. I mean, his, his, his vertical leap is unimaginable. And again, them being successful over the Undisputed Era of uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish was definitely a uh, great matchup. Um, I have to say the match with Candice LeRae and Io Shirai really didn't disappoint either. These two ladies definitely left it all on the table, and I have to say <clears throat> there are a lot of people I've read that have said this match very well could be considered one of the best matches of the year, especially by the two women that competed. Now, you look at the matches, you look at the uh, matchup between Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim. Uh, I thought it was a very hard-hitting contest. I do commend Shayna Baszler because – um, she was able not just to use the uh, her traditional submission. She managed to wind up uh, thinking outside the box, living up to her name, the magician. <coughs> pardon me, the submission magician, and was successful. I have to give kudos to also to the Velveteen Dream, 
being successful in this triple threat matchup, uh, defense of that NXT North American Championship against uh, Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, a great matchup. And, Joe, I'm just going to say I'm not even going to give much of an explanation on that main event. i got to say just wow. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole tore the house down. And i got to tell you, if you did not watch NXT TakeOver Toronto, shame on you for not catching that matchup. Gargano, Cole, i got to tell you, that match I believe was somewhere, if, I, if my count was right, over 45 minutes. And these men absolutely left it all in the ring. And I've got to say, as much as Johnny Gargano had everything going his way, Adam Cole, just that split second to be able to cover that arm over him. And again, all you need in wrestling, as you know very well, Joe, is three seconds. Adam Cole, still NXT champion. And i got to tell you, to me, the NXT TakeOver event, Definitely did not disappoint. Now, Joe, I'm going to turn this around and throw this at you in another way. You talk about NXT TakeOver. What were your thoughts? What did you take from the WWE SummerSlam event? You know, um, I actually really, really enjoyed SummerSlam. Uh, I know that that there, there, there were some people that, you know, just didn't like the SummerSlam and you know, and, and and it 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 makes sense of what I've said before that it doesn't matter what the WWE does, there are going to be people that just aren't going to like anything that they they put out. I thought SummerSlam was a really really good pay per view. You know, you had some matches that that I felt should have been, you know, maybe a little bit bit longer, maybe or or you know. I'm I'm not sure. You know the Goldberg match. It was, you know, your your Goldberg match. You know, it, he came in, he did a couple moves, he pinned Dolph 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 Ziggler. But it's what you would expect from Goldberg. The thing that shocked me that I did not see happening was Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar. I thought that you know they 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 just gave Brock Lesnar the. Uh, pay-per-view at the uh the uh, a title at the last pay-per-view and i think there was no possible way that they're going to take the title off Brock Lesnar already and sure enough they did he got beat by Seth Rollins um i think that it's probably going to set up Brock Lesnar uh, entering the Royal Rumble and possibly winning the Royal Rumble and if that happens then you could see Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania once again. Um, but I thought that from a scale from one to five, I would give the WWE SummerSlam uh, probably a 3.5. Wow, Joe, I'm going to tell you right now, you giving it a 3.5 is definitely a good rating. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I was kind of um, I was kind of surprised on a couple things. I mean, I, to me, I really wish that and a lot of people were saying it. Uh, I really wish that when it came down to it, that um, some of the things I noticed, one, Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus, I really wish there would have been more of, of a uh, time period on this. I mean, again, it was a great matchup, don't get me wrong, but I really wish we would have had more time to really 
see what this would have entailed. A lot of people are saying this is going to be the last time we're going to see Trish Stratus in a professional wrestling ring. And I got to tell you, both women did not disappoint in that matchup. Uh, kind of agree with you. I think that uh, Brock Lesnar winning the Universal Championship, uh, I mean, again, a guy the size of Brock Lesnar holding the money in the bank briefcase, I mean, that's pretty straightforward that you know that, I mean, that's going up against a tank. And, again, him winning the championship, I do have to give kudos. Seth Rollins going out there and taking every possible chance to win that championship back. Uh, i got to say right now, the thing that really um, – and, and actually, before I get into my final comment, i got to say uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia surprised me. I really thought with Natalia having the uh, home field advantage, so to speak, I really thought that she was going to – walk out of SummerSlam with the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I thought she had enough to defeat the man, and unfortunately, wasn't the case, Becky Lynch being successful. But I got to tell you, hands down to me, the biggest thing of the night coming out of SummerSlam, all the title matches, everything else, two words, The Fiend. Yes, you heard me right, The Fiend making his in-ring debut at SummerSlam. And, Joe, i got to tell you right now, a lot of people have been saying it, that entrance of the scene and just his offensive style, it just gave me goosebumps. It was a phenomenal debut, and I have to say that right now the scene is somebody that everybody, whether you're Raw or SmackDown, you need to be paying attention to because the scene is definitely on everybody's radar after his victory over Finn Balor. Absolutely. The Fiend. Oh, my goodness. What a, a, a entrance. Like, that was by far one of the creepiest entrances I have ever seen. I mean, he comes down, and when, when I saw it at first, I was like, I was like, I know that I'm not seeing him walking around with a a, a lantern that looks like a head. I know that I'm not seeing that. And as he continued, I was like, that's exactly what it is. And, and not only is it a head, but it's a resemblance of Bray Wyatt at that. And, oh, my goodness, it was it was absolutely the creepiest entrance I have seen in a long time. And if if I'm not mistaken, I think that the WWE is, is is going to be saving The Fiend for the pay-per-views because of the entrance, because they don't want the entrance to get old. So you're probably not going to see him wrestle very much on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I mean, he's still going to be there, you know, attacking whoever that, that he needs to. But, yes, that entrance was absolutely amazing. One hundred percent. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, too, when you talk about that entrance, I mean, again, a lot of people have likened the entrance of the theme to The Undertaker. I mean, the idea of where you see all that power starting to fade out, and then you see him come in. And I, I had to actually watch the match a couple of times just for the entrance. If you listen to it, and if you listen real close, there are a lot of overtones of Bray Wyatt's actual original ring music. It went from that kind of that uh, 
I can't even describe what it was back when Bray Wyatt would come to the ring in the past, kind of like that that Southern Rock kind of Cape Fear kind of vibe to almost like almost like a death metal version of his music. And I got to tell you, I mean, if you were if you had to be in the ring, I I got to admit, Finn Bauer, as, as as tough of a wrestler as he is, you got to admit, there's got to be some, that chill going up your spine when you see somebody come to the ring like that. And you mentioned, Joe, carrying a lantern that looks like the head of Bray Wyatt. I mean, that's one of those, I mean, again, that's just, it, that's intimidation in itself. And I got to say, if anything came out of SummerSlam, to me, it was The Fiend, hands down. So, and like I said, while we're, while we're at it too, I got I to gotta look at one other thing here. And I know we've got some callers calling in. If you're listening to the uh, WrestleTalk podcast and you want to chime in during high spots, Give us a call, 657-383-1521. Uh, we will have Lockie, sorry, the artist formerly known as Lockie, will be joining us in approximately uh, seven minutes right from, now, from right now. Joe, i got to tell you, one of the big things that really kind of uh, surprised me, another thing to pop up here this week, and I want your thoughts about the return of the boss, Sasha Banks returning mm. and basically laying waste to Natalia and Becky Lynch. What are your thoughts, Joe? Um, you know, I, I had heard that Sasha Banks was was ready to to come back, and and she she was uh was was scheduled to 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 be back, and I I was really hoping that when she comes when she came back, she was going to come back as a heel, and that's exactly what she did. She came down to the ring and she hugged Natalia, and then she threw off. Her purple rig to to show that she had blue hair, and she attacked Natalia. And I think that her taking off that rig was a symbol of the new Sasha Banks. And I think that you're going to see a more vicious, a more violent, a more hungry <clears throat> Sasha Banks than you've ever seen before. And I am excited to see exactly what is going to happen with Sasha Banks. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, Sasha Banks, I mean, you you almost figure that with Natalia being injured, somebody was going to possibly make an attempt to attack her. I mean, Natalia is, is, is a longtime WWE in-ring competitor, a phenomenal wrestler inside the squared circle. Um, but I got to say right now, a lot of fans – did not expect that Sasha Banks was going to go to such levels as she did. And then when Becky Lynch comes down, she basically left Becky Lynch almost in the identical same situation right now. I mean, again, this is one of those that when you're sitting there and you're looking at things, Sasha Banks, without question, made a huge statement to anybody that's a follower of women's wrestling in the WWE that a lot of things are going wrong and are going to be changing in the, up, in the upcoming weeks and months to come. Now, Joe, before we finish up the high spot segment, I know we're going to have the artist formerly known as Lockie to be on the program in just a few moments. Um, I've got to ask you, I know we've talked about this very briefly, but this is kind of a, uh, a, a unique question to ask you. As of right now, as we know, we talked about the idea of NXT. We talked about the WWE. We talked about the signing of Santana Garrett. But I got to ask you right now one last thing that I've seen here that I think is really 
going to be a huge deal. And I know we talked about in the past about AEW coming to television in the next couple weeks, but also I want to ask your thoughts as kind of this final question of the high spot segment. What are your thoughts about the uh, information we've heard in the last couple weeks about the NWA making its return to television? Oh my goodness, the NWA, that is absolutely amazing. I am really excited to 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 see the uh the end of the the NWA make their return back to television. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. You know, it's 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 so awesome how you have so much wrestling <clears throat> now that that's coming back. You know, you you got Monday Night Raw on Mondays You've got SmackDown on on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, it looks like you're going to have AEW and NXT at the same time on Wednesdays. I mean, you've you've got Impact Wrestling. You've got New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan because there is professional wrestling for just about everybody's style. If you like one style... They bought it for you. So it's absolutely amazing. There are so many apps right now that, that have professional wrestling on them that you can watch anytime, like the Fight app. And so, yeah, it's it's a great time to be a professional wrestler. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, normally I'm a man with a lot of words, but you basically said everything that I would say. It's almost in perfect unison that uh, the idea of NWA, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got the emergence of New Japan. You've got WWE, you've got NXT, you've got AEW. I mean, when it comes down to it, it is a great time for a professional wrestling fan. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, in just a few moments, um, we are going to be joined by a man. uh, i got to tell you right now, I know for a fact that Renee was trying to do everything possible to be here for this first interview tonight. Uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast always makes it a point to bring the best in professional wrestling to uh, the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast, to the Wrestle Talk podcast family. And I got to tell you right now, it's, it's definitely an honor and a privilege to have this next gentleman <coughs> going to be joining us here in just a moment uh, to give you a little bit of information about this man. This man hails from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, over the course of his four year career, uh, he's a man of many talents. Uh, he's got a wide variety of things that we're going to be talking about, but one of the things we are definitely going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about his upcoming matchup on Saturday night, August 24th, as a part of Dynamo Pro Wrestling's Fighting for Autism and Car Shield presenting the Spectrum Slam live from Madison Square Garden in St. Peter's, Missouri. This gentleman is going to have an opportunity to compete for the Fighting for Autism United States Championship as he takes on current champion and current Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, lights out Adrian Surge. So hopefully, and I've seen intern Timmy scampering around the office here the last couple minutes. Timmy, I hope you've got this ready. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and hit the music for our first guest here tonight on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Let's hit it, Timmy.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, the Russell Talk podcast with Joe and Renee would like to extend the opportunity and have the formal introduction to a man who's known pretty much throughout the country of Australia as an in-ring competitor. At this time, let's welcome to the Russell Talk podcast the artist formerly known as Lockie. Lockie, welcome to the Russell Talk podcast this evening. Hello, Russell Talk. I, I gotta say, it is great to be heard, and what an honor and privilege it is for Wrestle Talk to have none other than the star of professional wrestling on the show here tonight. And there, is, there was one more thing, and I'll give it a little tune that goes like this: Lucky, it's your birthday! Happy birthday, Lucky! It's your birthday! Well, you know what? Wow! Yeah, it, it is. I, I actually did a little bit of research myself. Today is Lockie's birthday. And Lockie, on behalf of the Russell Talk podcast and the Russell Talk family, we do want to wish you a happy birthday. And I got to tell you right now, this matchup that you're going to be competing in on Saturday night, August 24th, as a part of Dynamo Pro Wrestling and Fighting for Autism and Car Shield uh, Spectrum Slam and St. Peter's, Missouri is going to be a match that a lot of fans have been talking about. Uh, before we get this interview started, I want to go ahead for the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And again, a lot of them may not be familiar with you. Again, being from Melbourne, Australia, can you give the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast just a little bit of background information about uh, how you got into this wonderful world of professional wrestling? Well, it kind of is a long story that goes back about 28 years, which is how old I am now, 28 and feeling great. Uh, I actually came from a, a massive musical family that uh, spans back about nine generations. And then uh, sometime along the way after succeeding in what I would call a family tradition, I always wanted to make my own mark on the world. And then later on, I got into some like mixed martial arts training. Um, tra- uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to train with some of the absolute best fighters in the world and I always was a pro wrestling fan uh, growing up and then I and then I thought why not mesh the two together and make something truly spectacular well, well, Lockie, i got to tell you right now, I have an opportunity. I mean, again, looking back at, at the information that we received from uh, your home promotion, Professional Championship Wrestling, and as we had mentioned, uh, I've mentioned to several of the members of Dynamo Pro Media, the, the wrestlers that have come out of Professional Championship Wrestling and their academy, when you look at wrestlers like Buddy Murphy, Tennille Dashwood, Australian Suicide, Adam Brooks, I mean, among others, a, a really good a good starting point for anybody who wants to be a professional wrestler in the country of Australia or in any country, as a matter of fact. And I got to tell you right now, sitting here looking at it, one of the things that really kind of popped up into, into my memory banks here is looking at the idea, as you said, you had a very storied history. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, I see here you had an international performance that was in front of a crowd of over 180 thousand people can you share a little bit about that with us well over 180,000 people that was just the biggest crowd I've, I've ever performed in front of but while I was perfecting my craft in the performing arts I have been uh, traveling around a, a couple of different places in the world performing so that is why I do call myself an intercontinental performer this coming August 24th it will be my international debut professional wrestling match. 
And and for something like this, it truly has to be star-studded. It has, has to be spectacular, which is why it is insane that WWE Hall of Famer, one of the greatest tag team members of all time, Road Warrior Animal, had personally invited the artiste to put on the ultimate showcase for this show. And what a great cause it's going to as well. Well, well, uh, Lockie, I've got to throw this out here. You talk about a great night of professional wrestling. I mean, you have wrestlers like yourself, like Glacier. You have Generation Iron, Marcus Buff, Bagwell. Uh, the list goes on and on. It's going to be a great night. There's going to be a, a fatal five-way women's match. You're going to have an opportunity to see a 25-man over-the-top rope challenge. But I would definitely be remiss if I didn't take a moment to talk about a man that I am very familiar with, a man that I know is the Dynamo Pro heavyweight champion, and he's also your opponent as the Fighting for Autism United States champion in Lights Out Adrian Surge. Can you give us a few thoughts about your opponent that you're going to be competing against on Saturday night, August 24th at the Spectrum Slam? Well, for someone I would have to face on my international debut, it would have to be a very high-caliber opponent. And as you just said, Adrian Surge is a double champion. And I actually have been studying this guy. He has YouTube, and I also have friends in the United States. But I'm not exactly sure that he has any friends in the land down under. But um, I also heard recently he was supposed to be in a fatal four-way but he did a little number on his hamstring, didn't he? That is true. That is true. Hmm. So, so we'll, I guess we'll have to see what happens when he shows up on August 24th. But I can pretty much guarantee that I will be dancing circles around him like Fred Astaire on Broadway. And <laughs> I can guarantee that I will be walking out the Fighting for Autism United States champion with my new Star Spangled Banner race high in the air. Well, I guess that, Lockie, that's definitely some, some strong words about the man who, like I said, is the current uh, Dynamo Pro League champion, Fighting for Autism United States champion. I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to my broadcast colleague, Joe Lance. He's had a lot of questions. He's been really looking forward to this interview. So, Joe, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you. Hello. All right, Joe, are you there? I am here. I am here. I'm sorry. I, 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 Intern Timmy was uh, was uh, calling me uh, over. So, yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be a amazing, amazing, amazing match. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is – you are in the middle of your first ever tour of the United States. How is that tour going for you, sir? Well, so far, so good. This is actually my second ever trip to the United States. Uh, the, la- the last mm-hmm. time I popped down here, it was during WrestleMania week over in Orlando, Florida. I was one of the mm-hmm. lucky few who actually got to see the ins and outs of the WWE Performance Center, which was quite insane. But to be honest, it felt, it felt like home. It, felt like being, it just felt like being in the Southeastern Entertainment Center in Frenchville Gully, which is the home of the PCW Academy, the home of professional championship wrestling. And it's also going to be the home of one of their biggest shows coming up 
on August 31st in their local time, PCW Energy. And their main event is going to be absolutely insane. Like, Mark Cage and Lucas Daniels, a year-long feud coming down to three stages of hell. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out on this one. But my focus right now, it is on the Spectrum Slam on August 24th. And and this is the biggest match of my career. I mean, I've put on the greatest entrances in the history of professional wrestling. I've made an impact since I first stepped through those ropes. Hell, I even missed a battle royal by winning the Destiny Battle Royal back in 2016 and then another Battle Royal back-to-back. But at the Spectrum Slam, being able to bring home a souvenir that is the Fighting for Autism United States Championship, that is just going to send me to new heights. From the star of professional wrestling to maybe the megastar of professional wrestling and maybe even sports entertainment itself. Wow. Like, just to be able to go to WrestleMania is is absolutely amazing. Uh, One day, I I will be able to go to a a WrestleMania. Um, As I was looking through some of the the, the information that, that I have, you are viewed to many, by many, as what is a autistic warrior. What does, how did, did you get that nickname, the autistic warrior? Well, I, uh, I guess I got the, uh, the nickname of the autism warrior because I'm probably one of, if not the only pro wrestler in the industry that, uh, that is actually open about being, uh, being on the autism spectrum. Oh, wow. I yeah, did but, not but I, don't, know I, don't, that. I don't really, I don't really bring, I don't really bring uh, much of that on, uh, onto the show because mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter wh- uh, whether I am on the spectrum or not. No one's going to outshine me underneath my spotlight. Absolutely, absolutely. That 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 is is absolutely amazing. Hey, hey, Joe, Joe, I gotta, I gotta, Joe, I gotta apologize for yes. you. Like I said, intern Timmy just sent me a message here on on the screen, and like I said, as I thought, the best way to do it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a breaking news. This is a uh, Russell Talk podcast exclusive. As we know right now, we have uh, the artist formerly known as Lockie joining us here on the program this evening. And Lockie, we mentioned earlier about you having a very high-profile matchup at the Spectrum Slam. As a matter of fact, we have a gentleman on the line that would uh, like to share a few words or an altering opinion as it relates to the Spectrum Slam. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast a very familiar face, and he will be facing the artist formerly known as Lockie on Saturday night, August 24th. Let's welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion and Fighting for Autism United States Champion, Lights Out Adrian Serge. Adrian, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Lockie. Surprise, surprise. What's going on, man? Hello, Adrian Serge. We finally meet. Absolutely, well, absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, Serge, I got to tell you right now, we've been talking about your matchup with the artist formerly known as Lockie, and he's made reference to uh, a number of things, most notably of which was the uh, situation that you encountered a few short days ago regarding your leg and having to unfortunately pull out of that Dynamo Pro Championship uh, defense. Um, can you let the fans of the WrestleTalk podcast know a little bit more about your status regarding August 24th? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to retain the Fighting for Autism United States Championship. Um, <laughs> I mean, it gets it gets pretty – it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty simple. Uh, you know, my leg, you know, the, I've, I've been injured before in a multitude of different uh, ways, and you know, I've always fought through it, and it's going to be no different on the 24th. Well, Lockie, you heard from Adrian Serge. Do you care to reply? Yeah, I find it really cute, and just as cute as the you know the jokes you made recently about like my name and where and where I come from. But it's not going to make any difference. Come August twenty fourth at the Madison Square Garden, and there will be no joking around, especially for such a great cause such as fighting for autism. And you better you better bring your A game when it comes to the Spectrum Slam, because regardless of how well your leg is or not. I will dance circles around you like Bob Fosse and Fred Astaire. And there is nothing and no one that is going to stop the star of professional wrestling with walking out the Fighting for Autism United States champion. And lights out Adrian Surge is simply going to feel nothing but the beat. Interesting, interesting. Uh... You know, I, I, I good for you, man. I mean, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, when I found out we were gonna, you know, bring in some international flavor for the show, I mean, I got really excited. You know, and I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the opportunity that you have. It's just really unfortunate that you have to go up against me. You know, anybody else, you know, that you would have been able to, to face on this show, you know, if you, you, your star probably would be shining really bright. Uh, I'll be quite honest with you. But uh, I don't know about you or, or Luke or of course it has um, to Joe. Be. If you, I, I, I don't know if you've uh, none other than the WWE Hall of Famer to be a part of this show. I mean, as far as I know, I didn't think anybody else was. So that must also mean a, a big testament to yourself as well, being the high-profile double champion that you are. But that's going to change on August 24th. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I work for everything that I have, you know. Um, you know, I don't need to do uh, the moonwalk or a cartwheel to, you know, get people's attention. You know, I, I just get work done in the ring. So I hope, I mean, I hope you're, uh, have all the all the confidence and the and the momentum in the world, and that you feel like you're shining because you know I don't know Luke or Joe I don't know if you've ever seen a falling star see it on August 24th when I put Lockie down and pin him one two three. Well, guys, I got to tell you right now, uh, as I say, we have Lights Out Adrian Surge and the artist formerly known as Lockie. Gentlemen, I know this matchup is going to be one that the fans of professional wrestling. Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Fighting for Autism, and Car Shield presenting the Spectrum Slam on Saturday night, August 24th. I know this match is going to be looked at by a lot of professional wrestling fans all across the country and internationally. Serge, we want to say thank you for coming on the program this evening. Do you have any final thoughts before this big profile matchup on on, uh, August 24th at the Spectrum Slam? Absolutely. You know, 
Lockie, all things all things aside, um, you know, there's a reason you're you're coming, and and I know that you just know that I'm not taking you lightly. Um, but at the same time, you know, you need to realize, and you've got about yeah, week and a half to realize this. That you're not going to be able to dance your way into a championship victory against me if you come in and you, and you try to moonwalk and you try to do all your shucking and jiving. I'm going to turn your lights out and you're going to be staring up at the ceiling as I pin you. So good luck. That's that. This is my condolences for you at this point. Um, You know, and just like you said before, you better bring your a game kid. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's some pretty strong words from lights out. Adrian Surge ahead of his matchup with our guest, the artist formerly known as Rocky on Saturday night, August 24th. Once again, Adrian Church, thank you for joining us on the program. Lockie, I mean, you've now had an opportunity to hear from your opponent on Saturday night, August 24th at the Spectrum Slam. Uh, oh, that was adorable. Be... Wait a minute. You, you said this is adorable? And you're, you're talking about uh, the just, man just, who is... just, just, just a little. I just see things a little bit differently. I mean, he talks about uh, the ring like it was his canvas, but... It's going to come to a big shock when he actually realizes that he's going to be stepping on my stage. And when that realization sinks in, sooner or later, he's going to feel nothing but the beat. And at the end of August 24th, the start of professional wrestling will be walking out the new Fighting Forges and United States champion. And it will be my time to shine. Well, like I said, that's some very strong words from the artist formerly known as Lockie. Now, Lockie, we've got a few minutes with you still here on the Russell Talk podcast. And again, we encourage our listeners to uh, make it a point to give us a call, 657-383-1521. Uh, so you have an opportunity to dial in and you can get a chance to talk with the artist formerly known as Lockie from Melbourne, Australia. Lockie, I do have to ask you here, and I was looking back at some of the information that we received from the great folks down at Professional Championship Wrestling. You talked earlier on about all of your different disciplines, and you talk about your your singing and your performing and your acting and all the things that you do. But one thing a mm-hmm. lot of people may not know is the fact that you have an, a, very, a very extensive knowledge and regular training regimen in mixed martial arts, and I was looking here at some of the names that you regularly train with, and I mean, again, the first one that pops into my mind is UFC Hall of Famer Baz Rutten. Can you tell us how your training in mixed martial arts has benefited you inside the professional wrestling ring? Ah, Baz Rutten, what an absolute legend he is. Uh, Quite a few of those names I was fortunate enough to be able to train with either, either once or twice, like uh, like John Wayne Parr or a few other names here and there. But a guy like Bas Rutten, he, the biggest thing I picked up from him is pretty much where, where to look whenever I'm in the ring or how to sort of space myself out and where to aim. And when it comes to my success, I always aim beyond the stars. And that's one of the reasons why I'm simply the star of professional wrestling. Because I, I don't just get the job done. I put on the most spectacular performances in the history of this business. And I'm only just well, I, getting done. Well, Lockie, i got to tell you right now, a lot of people, I've had the opportunity 
to see some of your matches and see things that you've done inside your home country of Australia. And I got to tell you right now, Lights Out Adrian Surge definitely has to be making sure that he's got his his time to study uh, footage, watch how you compete in the ring. And I got to tell you, on Saturday night, August 24, at the Spectrum Slam, this matchup is definitely going to be one of those for the history books. As they say, with a victory, the artist formerly known as Lockheed would take that fighting broad system United States championship back to his homeland of Australia. Now, I got to tell you, Lockheed, and this is one, Joe's not going to share this with you, but Joe <laughs> is a pretty, a pretty good follower of a lot of the professional wrestling promotions here in the United States, and he often follows uh, a couple of gentlemen uh, that you know and you've had the opportunity to meet on a couple of occasions that are known as the Young Bucks. Now, Joe, I, I've kind of set the table here for you. Uh, I want you to go ahead, all right, to ask your question to the artist formerly known as Lockie, because I know there's something here that you definitely want to talk about relating to Young Bucks and the artist formerly known as Lockie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If I'm not mistaken... You have actually been on an episode of Being the Elite. Can you tell us what it's like, like to be on that episode? Well, the thing was I didn't actually know about uh, being on Being the Elite until that episode came out. Uh, what happened was World Series Wrestling, um, who are a promotion who tra- uh, travel around Australia and do shows probably a couple, probably a couple of times a year, um, they came down and they bring some of the biggest international stars um, over, over to these venues. So when they were in Melbourne, they came over to SEEK, or the Southeastern Entertainment Centre, where, as I've said before, where the PCW Academy is held at. And um, the Young Bucks came in and they uh, filmed some stuff. And then the, the, big, uh, the big highlight for me was they actually got to film some of my glorified sparring session. Uh, with this guy who he was really new at the time, but but this was as we were all taking part in a seminar that was run by the villain Mighty Skull. Nice. Well, I got to tell you right now, Joe. I got to tell you right now, Marty Skrull is a name that a lot of people, not just in the professional wrestling world, but a lot of the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast have been talking very much as of late, especially with the uh, matches he's had with current NWA World Champion Nick Aldis as well. Um, like I mm-hmm. said, we're uh, we're getting close to the end of the time we have with you, Aki. But I do have one more question before we go into our last little uh, segment with you. Um, like I said. I have to ask here, you talked earlier on about uh, being involved with fighting for autism and things along mm-hmm. those lines, but I have to ask you, uh, you are, as uh, as I was looking here with fighting for autism, you are recognized as a fighting for autism ambassador. Can you share with the listeners of the Russell Talk podcast what it means to be an ambassador for such an organization like fighting for autism? Well, I'm actually the first ever Australian professional wrestler to be uh, regarded as an ambassador for the Fighting for Autism organization. And for, for me, it is an honor because I, I have noticed that uh, pro- pro- probably a, maybe a majority of the people that actually do uh, watch, uh, watch pro wrestling, a lot, of them, a lot of them probably are autistic. So it is really cool to, um, to, ha- uh, to have somebody... Uh, fight for them in that sort of regard 
and kick a bunch of goals underneath my spotlight along those lines. But, um, yeah, I'm just uh, kind of a tad stumped on that one. It's usually a um, it's it's an order it's an to um, to talk about, but I don't really put that kind of stuff into words. Uh, if that makes sense, but yeah, it's it's really cool to uh, to be an ambassador for su- such a really cool organization, and I kind of get why or some of the stuff that they go through. I mean, you meet one person with autism, you've literally only met one person with autism. It's such a wide spectrum, and for some of them, I get why it may take a little bit longer for for them to get things or for things that happen to them because there are some things in life that do work in a similar manner. Like, like for example, I guess I'm a, li- a bit of a late bloomer w- when it comes to some of the stuff that I've been able to do, not just in pro wrestling, but the performing arts as well. Well, like I said, Lockie, I mean, again, I could, I could totally understand where you're coming from and the, and the, the, I guess the the awe the awe inspiring feeling that you have being a representative and an ambassador of the Fighting for Autism organization. I had an opportunity to be at their last event here in the St. Louis area in 2017, and as I've talked many times with our regular co-host Renee Martinez and with Joe Lance, uh, the the idea of autism and not the autism spectrum and autism spectrum disorders is definitely something that impacts a lot of people. And uh, again, I feel kudos to everybody involved for being a part as Animal Pro Wrestling Fighting for Autism and Car Shield presents the Spectrum Slam on Saturday night, August 24th at Madison Square Garden in St. Peter's, Missouri. Doors open at 6 p.m. Bell time is at 7. Tickets are $15 each. You can get those at cagetix.com slash dynamo pro. Okay, like I say, um, I don't know what <laughs> that is true. That is true. I just, that just took me a minute there to register. But before we let you go, Lockie, we want to go ahead and, and make it a point before we let you go. We have kind of a tradition here on the WrestleTalk podcast in the first hour of a, a segment that is called the Shoot and Shout segment. Now, what this means is you're going to have an opportunity, if you're willing to participate, to take about 30 to 60 seconds to kind of vent with what's on your mind. It doesn't necessarily have to be professional wrestling related. It can be anything that you encounter. So something that kind of gets in your craw a little bit, something that kind of kind of puts you on edge a little bit. And I, I want to know if you would be willing here in this, these last couple of minutes before we uh, have to uh, end this interview with you, if you'd be willing to take part in this segment we call the Shoot and Shout. <laughs> this sounds like fun. All right, well, you heard it right here. So, intern Timmy, if you would be so kind, let's go ahead and cue up that music for this week's installment of the Shoot and Shout segment right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the Shoot and Shout segment. Joe, I know this is this is one of the things you really look forward to each and every week here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you for your thoughts of this week's Shoot and Shout segment. All right, so my Shoot and Shout segment definitely has to do with 
the world of professional wrestling. And it has to do with the fans of professional wrestling. It irks my nerves when people say that they are professional wrestling fans, but the only product that they watch is the WWE. There are more promotions out there than there have ever been and for you to just watch the WWE is absolutely insane. Go to your local independent show. Watch some independent wrestling. Watch some of the other wrestling shows that that that, that they have on. You can still be a fan of the WWE and watch other wrestling as well, which is exactly one of the issues that a lot of people have with with uh, AEW. They seem to think that AEW is going to take over the WWE, and you have to either be with AEW or the WWE, and it's not true. You can watch both of them. You absolutely can watch both of them. That's my shoot and shout. Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, man, that hits right on point. It hits home to hits home to me definitely in the idea of where it is not just one promotion. There are countless promotions throughout the world, whether in the United States, Japan, or in the home country of our guest here, the artist formerly known as Locky. I got to tell you right now, mine, I think I've said something kind of similar to this on a couple of occasions, but I got to tell you right now, in the last few days, I've had a few things. Like I said, I just went on vacation just a couple weeks ago, and I ordered some stuff on vacation. They give me a deadline. They say, this is when your item will arrive. And I'm now almost a week past the due date, and it's still not at my house. It's one of those things that just aggravates me to no end when somebody promises you something and then they don't go through on their promises. And like I said, it's one of those that's just driving me up a wall but, again, that's just the nature of how things are in 2019. We're going to turn things over to our guest, the artist formerly known as formerly known as Lockie. Lockie, what would you like to share with us this evening on the Shoot and Shout segment? Well, right now I'm in uh, ha- having a bit of a relax and a bit of a, bit of a warm-up in Jacksonville, Florida, one, one of the few homes of All Elite Wrestling. And before, before I came up here, um, I was – over in Melbourne, Australia, my hometown, and it is absolutely freezing. Like, ah, it, it absolutely drives me nuts that for the last three or four months, I had to get, uh, get up early and wear about six layers of clothes every single day because it is that damn cold. And you know how long it actually takes to strip down that many clothes when, uh, when you're about to work out in the gym? Especially if we're working up a sweat and then there's putting them back on and then taking them off when you go to the shower. It is the biggest hassle on the planet. And you just feel like crap because it's just so damn cold. And so many people get sick around that time of year. And us singers, we are like super duper cautious of, of our voices. We're probably wearing like two scarves around our necks. And we are lucky if we're even able to have our tea that just stews the vocals so yeah winter absolutely sucks in melbourne right now and that is one of the reasons why i am so glad to be right up here in the united states summer all right like i said that's definitely something that a lot of fans here in the in the greater united states of america may not necessarily be able to relate to but i mean again it's one of those when you talk about a winter if you would say here in the st louis area it definitely gets quite cold here like i said ladies and gentlemen we've had the opportunity to speak here 
with the artist formerly known as Lockie. And Lockie, I just say, I want to wish you luck as you get prepared for your matchup on Saturday night, August 24th. For those that are listening to the WrestleTalk podcast this evening, how can they follow you and find out more about the artist formerly known as Lockie? I did wonder if that question was going to come up. Well, you can find my Twitter and Instagram on at Lockie, that's L-O-C-K-I-E-M-15. And my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Lockie Moonwalker. And it would be so good if my social media team can actually do something about the full name and the username because that has been driving me nuts for the last few years. But you can also find out not just what I'm doing, but what everybody else in my home promotion are doing at pcw.com.au for upcoming events and stuff about the academy and especially PCW Renergy. But for, but for right now, the star of professional wrestling will see you in St. Louis on August 24th. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the artist formerly known as Lockie. Lockie, we want to thank you for coming on the program here tonight. Jody, have any final thoughts? Oh, my goodness. It was an absolute uh, pleasure to uh, talk to the artist formerly known as Lockie on the the, the podcast tonight. Um, it, it His match with Adrian Silge is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, this is a gentleman that has done so much, you know, he's 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 had a a, uh, a a music career. He's he was the first ever brown belt in uh, Mushu, Mushu martial arts. I mean, it's so much that, that that this gentleman has done, and for him to be wrestling Adrian Surge, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing match. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to once again thank Lockie for being a part of the, of tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast. And we also want to say uh, he is officially now a part of the Wrestle Talk family. Lockie, we want to thank you for coming on the program tonight. And like I said, we look for your match on September or sorry on August twenty fourth. I keep getting that August and September thing mixed up, knowing that it's on a Saturday night, August twenty fourth, at the Madison Square Garden Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Fighting for Autism and Car Shield presenting the Spectrum Slam. Joe, it's been an awesome first hour, but I know we got a lot still to come in the second hour. We've got the FWWC, and in about 25 minutes, we're going to have the newest face of the Dynamo Pro Wrestling media team, Drake Lee, joining us on the program. I can tell you right now, it's going to be a great second half. Let's go ahead and cue up that music, and in just a little more than a minute's time, we will be back with the second hour of WrestleTalk Podcast, complete with the FWWC and Dynamo Pro Wrestling's Drake Lee. Stay tuned.
Yo, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the night at the prom, whatever that that is supposed to mean. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the FWWC segment. This is the opportunity for the FWWC superstars to call in to talk about, you know, their matches, what what happened at SummerSlam, and you know, what, what's going next for them. And if you want to know what the FWWC is, it's fantasy wrestling. You got fantasy baseball, basketball, football, everything you can think of. But now you have fantasy professional wrestling. This is your opportunity to be as close to a professional wrestler as you possibly can without actually having to get into the ring. We have a lot of fun. Uh, go to the com and click on the fantasy wrestling tag and Sign up with the Fantasy Wrestling Group for the FWWC. All right, let's go ahead and get these callers in here. All right, the first caller that we have, he's been on hold for quite a bit of time. He calls in every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the one and only, the Bishop. Bishop, what's going on, sir? Mm-hmm. Nightmare Jones, what's going on? Well, you know, things are, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be a nice Nightmare Jones tonight because, you know, it's just me, so I, I, I'm going to be a nice Nightmare Jones tonight. Um, I guess the first thing we should talk about is at SummerSlam, um, you were going into SummerSlam as the Intercontinental Champion, and but... As SummerSlam started, you became the United States champion. Uh, what are your thoughts about what uh, General Manager uh, uh, General Manager Black did at SummerSlam? Well, you know, I've had a few days to think about it and think about that night. You see, I spent this time I spent the time promoing against Jimbo Slice and theory in what I thought was going to be a triple threat match for my IC title. But wait a minute, because here's the kicker. Curtis Black runs himself down to the ring and decides, oh, I'm going to switch the titles. So nothing against the United States title, but you see I had plans for that IC title on cashing in. I would have rather lost the title that IC title to Jimbo Slice or Theory, one, two, three. But you see, Curtis Black screwed me over. You see, I fought hard to get that title back from a legend like Funky Flex. Earlier in the year, I won that title in a fatal four-way ladder match. And for Curtis Black to take away that title, Nightmare Jones is just flat-out yes. pissed. Me off. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I can can actually understand that. You know, you prepared to face, to to go in there, there to defend the Intercontinental Championship, and instead you were given the United States Championship. So, you know, in, in, in my eyes, you never lost the Intercontinental Championship. So I could see the Bishop going for the Intercontinental Championship once again. Is there any other thing that you wanted to say before we let you go tonight, sir? Well, you see, I was also involved in another match with my good brother, Madman Joe. And although we were unsuccessful in capturing the tag titles, I do feel that our time is going to come when the Prophets of Madness will reign supreme as the Unified Tag Team Champions. See, we've still got our eyes on the prize. But you see, I still I still am got that feeling inside of me that our time's going to come. And Curtis mm-hmm. Black, once again, that was a slick, underhanded move you pulled on me. Just know at some point you're going to get what's coming to you. You know, a great man once said, everybody's got a price to pay, and sooner or later, everybody pays the piper. So, Curtis Black, at some point, you're going to get what's coming to you soon and very soon. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the uh, Bishop. Thank you, so for calling in. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the next caller because we have a bunch of callers. Uh, uh, lined up, so you know, don't don't hang up. We're gonna get to each and every single one of you. So let's go ahead and go down this this list. And the next person that we got coming on is none other than my brother and La Familia, the heel deal. Boom! What's going on, brother? Too sweet me, Nightmare Jones. Too sweet me through the airways. Boom! Boom! Boom. What's going on, sir? What's on your mind? Well, well, you know, Voorhees. Voorhees, that big freak with the mask, he's on my mind. This, this week, I saw him go down and attack the Funky Flex after he was victorious as the new WHC. So I had to do what I had to do. I laid him out in the middle of that ring, and then I almost did it again last night. And I... Have, I am on a mission. I am a heel deal on a mission, and that is to rid the FWWC of that freak named Voorhees. And it may not be this week. I'm booked Monday night against Madman Joe. That's a separate thing. It may not happen the week after. It may not even happen at Night of Champions. But mark my words. Mark my words, Nightmare Jones. I will make this place safe again for everybody when nobody has to worry about machetes and masks and there's no more Voorhees. And when I do, oh, it will just be too sweet. <laughs> too sweet, absolutely. All right, well, thank you, Hugh Deal, for calling in, sir. Uh, until next time. Let's go ahead and, and continue getting on the, the, the these these callers because, like I said, the, the callers keep on lining up. They keep lining up, and they keep lining up. <coughs> uh, the, our next caller is 
the, your brand new FHC, your brand new FF uh, Fantasy <coughs> FWWC Heavyweight Champion Big T. What's going on, sir? Congratulations. Thank you, sir. What is the deal, brother? How are you doing tonight? I am doing really, really, really well. <coughs> and congratulations on getting the uh, your a championship. Now, keep in mind, well, you did win on Sunday. Monday, there's going to be a number one contender that's going to be named. And yours truly is in that match. So you could be facing the one and only Nightmare Jones very, very soon if I should happen to win on Monday. And you can finally stop ducking and dodging me. Nightmare Jones. Big T will face whoever is worthy and is... um earns their opportunity. Listen, like I said before last week, the FHC title was coming back to Columbus Park, and now the road to glory comes through Columbus Park. But let's not forget, first and foremost, I want everybody to recognize Big T as the Royal Chief Big T. Royal meaning is luxury, Chief meaning is head honcho. Nightmare Jones, are you there? Hello? Absolutely, Big T. Absolutely. I look forward to just seeing what happens. And I'm glad that you are going to be a fighting champion. Is there any other last words before we let you go, sir? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Just remember, whoever decides to chase the belt, the title, and the road to the championship comes through Columbus Park. And survive if I let you. Oh, awesome. There you go. Survive if Big T lets you. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that from somewhere before, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. <coughs> Man, I've got this cough going on. I don't know what's going on. Whew. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this next caller is somebody that we have not always seen eye to eye, uh, but I, I've, I've made it my mission to be nice tonight on the podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Hardcore Sis. What's going on? Well, hi there, Jonesy. How's it going? Um, it is definitely, definitely, definitely going. Uh, if I'm not mi- mistaken, you said that 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 you were about ready to to light a firecracker. So the floor is yours, hardcore says. You know, I got to tell you though. First of all, it sounds to me like that belt has gone to Big Turk's head. I, I just, you know, he <laughs> seems to think that he is unstoppable. Jeez, Louise, I have heard more turds <laughs> in the toilet when I've had diarrhea. Man. Oh my goodness! 
Wow. Oh, I tell you what. He just I, needs somebody to deflate that ego. And good thing for him, I'm not on the blue team anymore. Oh. Yeah. But, but I tell you what. Recently, just recently, I've I, I seen you going back and forth with a gentleman by the name of the Fireman. <laughs> you mean Tank's little boy? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, he's talking about how, you know, him, him and Tank are best friends, and but they're not a tag team, and he wants Hardcore Hoss in a, a steel cage, a Hardcore steel cage. Now, obviously, the Fireman has something wrong with him, because what man in the right mind would want Hardcore Hoss in a Hardcore steel cage match? Like, You've known Hardcore Hoss all of your life. Do you understand what's going to happen when he gets into the ring with with the fireman? Well, you know, let me just say this. Fireman, you need to go back. Um, I don't know if it was this past December or was it the December before, and check out the match between Future and Hardcore Hoss in an anything-goes street match kind of thing. I believe... Hardcore Haas hung him from the top rope and stapled a calendar to his chest. It was a dick pic calendar, if I'm not mistaken. If he'll do that to somebody he considered at one point to be his friend, imagine what he'll do in a steel cage, hardcore match to the fireman. Somebody he has absolutely no respect for and never has had. I mean, really? (laughs) You know, the fireman kind of reminds me. You remember in the cartoons, you had that big dog that's walking along. He's got that little goofy dog that's running around yelling, Hey, Butch, why don't we do this, Butch? Why don't we do that, Butch? Hey, Butch. Hey, Butch. Hey, Butch. That's what the fireman reminds me of, that little butchy guy, that little dude that's jumping all around asking the big dog for favors, you know? The little guy mm-hmm. that basically gets picked on, you know? But the fireman... Let me just say this. I'll be real sad when you're gone because if you keep messing with my brother, that's what's going to happen. You're going to be gone. But Absolutely. oh well, do what, do what you got to do. And, you know, it's not just his sister that's going to be there, but doesn't he have backing from La Familia? Don't you guys uh, like stick together? Yeah, he, he, he definitely does. And, and, and we all know that that you are not a fan of La Familia Hardcore Sis, but that's okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about tonight before we let you go? You know, I just want to say that I was very happy with winning my number one contender spot uh, for the, I guess it's now the U.S. title, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. And on the, 24, on the 15th of September, I get to face theory for that U.S. title. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. And I would also like to say to our new women's champion, congratulations on that. But don't enjoy it too much because I will be asking for my rematch. And believe me, when I do, I'm going to chew you up, spit you out, and take back my title. Absolutely. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, the one and only hardcore sis. Always has a lot to say. Always has a lot to to say. 
All right, let's go ahead and bring on this next call. We got a couple more callers, and then it is going to be time for the one and only Drake Lee. So, ladies and gentlemen, this next caller that we have tonight is a gentleman that recently just won the Warriors Heart Championship, and I'm talking about one and only Funky Flex. What's going on, Funky Flex? Jonesy, 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 listen, you're going to have to stop all that coughing, man. I, you know, I slipped you that ace back there. You're going to get me drug tested. You're going to get a drug test. Hell, even intern team is going to get a drug test. Keep it on the low, Jonesy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Here's the thing, Funky Flex. I was watching the FWWC the other day, and I saw a video by a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Remy Ricks. And in this video, he attacked. Funky Flex, and I guess to to let him know that he was coming after your European Championship, or as you call Little Euro? You know, wait, I don't call it Little Euro. That's the heel deals thing. And, you know, first first and foremost, I want to send a big, big thank you to the heel deal for knocking that sleazy grease grease ball, that machete-wielding, non-safe of a man Voorhees on his ass when I had just won the Warriors Heart Championship. And that brings me to another another little detail that I want to point out. What is it with people and wanting to attack me from behind when I retain my championship, when I just win a championship? Is this place not full of cowards or what? I would not know. But you know what? You, you, you know what? This is going to be a lot of fun because we happen to have a gentleman online right now that 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 might have some uh, uh, can explain things, ladies and gentlemen. We have Remy Ricks on the line, so you ah, you bring Remy Ricks, Ricks on here. Come on, Remy. Yes, you attack you Flex from behind. Why? What's up? What's up? I just wanted them to know that I won, and I'm next. Oh, listen, Remy, there ain't no missing your big ass. I know you won. Well, I kind of showed you physically I won, and I seen you walking to the car. I was bored. looked like a good opportunity, so I took it. Hello? You still there? I'm here. Jonesy, where are you? Okay, Jonesy and I... Remy, you know what? Since Jonesy's not here, how about I just come across this table and slap you right in the mouth? How about that? Bring it on, you punk ass. You know how it is. You know the deal. You know my motherfucking name. Oh, yeah, I know what your name is. It's Remy motherfucking Rick. And what you're not going to do is walk out with my European championship. You see? All right. No, listen here, listen here. What I'm going to do next Monday... Not only am I going to walk out with your European title, but I I have a little surprise for you at the end of that match. So just well, 
you just hold on you. to that title and caress it while you can. Let All me right. tell you, I'm going to get a little bit of the cool down. Funky Flex, why don't you why don't you say whatever else that you have to say to, to Bimmy Bicks, and then we're going to allow him to say whatever he has to say, and then we've got to uh, move on because our guest is on hold, sir. All right, give me one second. Let me link the rest of this yep. day up right quick and roll. This story <laughs> has been far too long in the making. Jonesy, don't you worry. I got I got an extra one in my pocket just for you, but don't tell nobody, all right? This story has been far too long in the making. Intern Timmy, go on. Champagne, we're going to turn this bitch up because the Warriors Heart Champion is out. Get funked up. Get funked up. Awesome. All right. Remy Ricks, last thing that, that, that you would like to, to say to Funky Flex before we let you go, sir. I'm telling like I tell everybody else. I'm coming to do what I do, and that's break necks, cast checks, and take straps. And you're about to be one less check, one less strap, and one extra broken neck, buddy, plain and simple. Wow, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the FWWC segment. Woo! All right, let's go ahead. And we ha- our next caller that we have is the one and only Big Daddy P. It is time for the Snippets of Truth. So, Anton Timmy, hit that music. I got to do what I got to do. So who the hell is you? You tell me how my soul is wrong. You don't know. Lay out and let Big Daddy go. You think my rap's about stealing, but it's about feeling. Sometimes truth revealing. But you know how my flow don't get the proper review. I gotta do what I gotta do. Big Daddy P, what is going on, sir? How are you tonight? You know, sir, I am blessed far more than I deserve. How about you? I am doing uh, really good. It's been a really, really good, good, good day. God has definitely been, uh, is definitely good. So, absolutely. He's faithful, isn't he? Yes. 100%. I've got a great snippet of truth for you tonight, man. I'm going to be real brief. And to the point tonight, but I know it's really, really important. In the book of Psalms, chapter 31, verse 15, David, who wrote Psalms, said, My times are in your hand. He recognized the fact that his time is not even his own. So for those of you that have been contemplating, maybe, maybe putting their faith and trust into God, letting him guide you and lead you, Don't wait for the right time because the time is always now. All the time that you have, all the money that you have, everything that you had, he provided for. So for you to say, well, I don't have time to serve him or I don't have time to pray for my brother or I don't have time to encourage somebody, just remember your time is not yours. It belongs to him. And he sees it fit to bring you here and he's going to see it fit to take you out. The question is, is, is he going to have to take you out sooner than planned? So continue to follow him, continue to trust him. If you're listening to this right now and you don't know who he is, 
and you haven't had a chance to get to know him, I'd like to introduce you to a man who died for you. His name is Jesus Christ. He had you on mind when he was on the cross, and he did that because God loved you. He knew that you were going to come into a situation in your life that you were going to need him. And so he's available right now, and just know that all it takes is belief. Bible says it is written that by believing that Jesus is the Christ, that's recognizing the one who died for you, that you would have eternal life. So a lot of people in this world have no peace. They have no peace because they don't know where they're going. It's kind of like whenever you set your GPS, Joe, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you 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 don't know where you're going. You just don't have any peace because you've never been there before. The fact remains is the story's already written. Our outcome is already written. Could you imagine watching WrestleMania 34 and then and then watching it again and getting mad at something that happened even though you knew the outcome already? It's just not healthy. So trust yes. him today. Absolutely. You got any prayer requests? Um, the only prayer... Request that we have is is for my my dad. Uh, his health is deteriorating, uh, so just uh, pray that he starts that his health starts to get get better. That's really the only one that I well, have tonight. Well, let me go ahead and pray, and then you can go on with the rest of the show. Okay. Father, thank you so much that we can come before you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and you're always going to listen to us. You are the one who wrote the words, come to me who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So we come before you on behalf of his father. Father, you know the situation that's going on. We pray that you strengthen him, that you continue to guide him, that you continue to open every door that needs to be opened, close every door that needs to be closed. Continue to bless WrestleTalk. It's such a privilege and an honor to be able to take this time to stop for a moment to recognize your goodness, Father, with an attitude of gratitude and basketfuls of thanksgiving. We thank you for the life that you've given us. For those that are listening right now, Father, that are struggling or waiting on you or hurting or whatever it is, you know their situation. I pray not only that you'll meet them where they're at, which is what you do, but you drew them to begin with. So the fact that they were even curious, Father, just goes to show how wonderful and loving you are. We just thank you so much and we love you. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right, my brother. Anything else? That'll do it. Oh, I I do have just one question. One real, real question. What did you think about Brock Lesnar losing at SummerSlam? Love it. The challenge, though, the only challenge I had with it was the unreal. Dude. If you or I were F5'd onto a chair, we wouldn't be able to breathe. And the fact that all the beatings he took, and then he was all of a sudden able, uh, that was the only part that I kind of didn't like. But I thought, again, SummerSlam was awesome. Seeing Edge was great. Missed Edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great to see the boss back, by the way. Uh, That was awesome. Uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of getting bored of Bailey. So I was kind of hoping she would lose, but she didn't. But uh-huh. all in due time, I guess. All in, in due time. Well, Big Daddy P, you have a good night, and we will see you next week. And don't forget, for those that are in Tennessee, August 25th, 
in Woodbury. We got Woodbury Slam 2 coming up. For more information, go to blueskywrestling.com. Love you guys. Until next week. Thank you, Big Daddy P. Always a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go and bring in Luke Roberts again. What's going on, Luke? How's it going? Well, Joe, I got to tell you right now, man, I go away for just a few minutes to take care of getting a quick bite to eat and listening to the FWWC, and things get all wild and crazy up in here tonight. And I got to tell you right now, we're going to keep things rolling here because I know I just talked to intern Timmy, and we got our second guest on the line. I got to tell you right now, this is going to be a little bit, little bit, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here to put it kind of a little bit uh, euphoric because the opportunity, I've had the opportunity to see this man grow over the course of last year uh, since joining the Dynamo Pro Media team. A lot of people have given this man very high praise not just as the future of Dynamo Pro Wrestling's media department, but the future of uh, professional wrestling media in the Midwest. Uh, He's got a lot of untapped potential. He's got a lot of knowledge. And also he doesn't doesn't have any qualms whatsoever about getting into the line of fire if things need to be taken care of to get that keynote interview. So ladies and gentlemen, hopefully intern Timmy, you can get this music taken care of right now. Uh, I want to go ahead and introduce to you my broadcast colleague and one of the voices of the Dynamo Pro Wrestling Media Department. Ladies and gentlemen of the WrestleTalk podcast, please allow me to introduce to you Drake Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and uh, welcome Drake Lee to the WrestlePop Podcast. Drake, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Luke, I'm doing great as always. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Like I say, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here on the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening. Uh, I do want to go ahead, for those that aren't familiar with you here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, can you give us a little bit of a background as to uh, your history in professional wrestling and uh, your uh, experiences with Dynamo Pro? Yeah, so uh, you know, last year I met you at, at right on the river, Luke, and it was a it was a great uh, great time. We had a great conversation, and then uh, you know I've always been a fan of of this uh, business and this sport, and uh, I had the opportunity of getting a message from you in November, and and uh, I came on what January uh, the start of the first show at Concordia, and just uh, learning from you and uh, Rodell, the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, as we like to call him, and uh, it, it's just been wonderful. I mean, I'm learning from two of the best I've seen. You know, great some of the best wrestlers that uh, are in the Midwest area that Dynamo Pro offers to uh, to its fans to go at it. You know, night in and night out, and the fact that I get to be a part of it is just absolutely incredible. Well, I got to tell you right now, Drake, the opportunity to see you come out to ringside, and I got to tell you right now, Joe, I know you haven't had the opportunity to see. Drake Lee at the commentary table. This man is a wealth of knowledge, and I gotta say, he is a pretty snappy dresser. I mean, I had an opportunity. This man definitely would rival the late Kurt Hennig or Bobby the Brain Heenan with his fashion sense. And I gotta tell you, it's not just the the, the, the flash. He definitely brings the sizzle to the commentating team. Now, Drake, I know you've had an opportunity to see a lot of things going on in Dynamo Pro. And before we get to talking about the Spectrum Slam event, I've got to ask you about tomorrow night feature contest at Bikes, Beers, and Body Slams, the final installment, the Gateway Harley-Davidson Championship between the champion C.J. Shine 
and the Snitch. Can you give the listeners your thoughts about this very important matchup that will be taking place tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, listen, CJ Shine is one of the, you know, fastest growing, you know, fastest blossoming wrestlers that Dynamo Pro has to offer. We, you know, you and I know that. But one thing that's very interesting about this match is he's taking on the snitch. And this isn't the snitch, Luke, that we've seen in the past couple of months that kind of has just been a little bit whiny here or there or made a complaint here or there on social media. This is a snitch that we saw at Summer Showdown absolutely snap. Absolutely snap. I mean, he took I mean he I, I mean I, don't, I I can't describe it I really can't I mean this is something that he went after Rain Victoria at, you know and it after his match and after he lost his uh championship match in a way I, I think that he was given his championship opportunity I really do I just think though that CJ Shine is as great as he is in the ring and as technical and and as as much as as technical as he is he's a huge powerhouse in the ring as well um I think that that's just a uh, that that's going to be he's something he has to watch going into that that uh, championship out. Well, I got to tell you right now, Drake, this is going to be a matchup that a lot of people have been talking about. The snitch, I, I have to agree with you, has been very, uh, I guess you would say temperamental as of late regarding uh, the lack of championship opportunities that he has. And we were talking about this earlier in the show that with a victory tomorrow night, the snitch technically would have two championship belts, but yet still not have had an opportunity to compete for the D1 or the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to go ahead and uh-huh. turn things over to my broadcast colleague here, Joe Lance, uh, so he can go ahead and uh, ask you some questions, Drake. So, Joe, take it away. Yeah, uh, after you all were talking about the uh, snitch, and, you know, I happen to be a, a big fan of the uh, snitch, and I support his cause. Of It has been I don't know how many days, and he still hasn't gotten his Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship match. When do you think he's going to get his championship match that he so rightly deserves? Okay, well, just to give you an idea, Joe, as I'm sitting here looking at the calendar, back at Summer Showdown, which was held at the tail end of July, the snitch was at day number six. Uh, actually, it was at the uh, correct, it was at the second Bikes, Beers, and Body Slams event. He was at day number 600, so I would say now we're probably getting somewhere in the neighborhood of about day number 630. Now, Drake, I apologize for kind of cutting into your time there, but it's one of those where I wanted to let the fans know that the counter is still going on. Yeah, and and that's great. I, I think his counter is as cute as his idea is, I mean, to be honest with you. Listen, it, to me, Drake, uh, you know, Luke, we've talked about this, and you said that multiple times, you know, at first I was a fan of the snitch. You know that that uh, one of the first nights I got to call one of his matches, I was a huge fan of him. But then I realized something after that match, and I realized that he was, you know, the way he, present, the way he presented himself just what, to me wasn't something that I would see in a champion, and maybe that's why he hasn't gotten those opportunities. I mean, look at this. We saw it at Summer Showdown, Luke. I mean, he showed to me that's not how a champion would act, in my opinion. And I think management's making a good decision not to even consider him right now. I mean, as great as he is, and he has some, he has some great things in the ring. He's not, to me, in the mindset to be in that championship position. Hmm. Interesting thoughts, though. Interesting thoughts. So, I guess that my my first question is, how did you get involved in the world of professional wrestling? You know, uh. It, 
professional wrestling's always hit home to me. Uh, very, you know, very young in my life, I remember watching it. You know, when I was a kid with my family and and going through and just, you know, always, you know, you know, there's always that comment, oh, I'm going to be there one day. I want to be there one day. And and for some reason, my life took me into a position a year ago where I ran into Luke, and it was all because of a conversation that I had with uh, Ben Allen, I think, of the loading dock um, for Ride on the River. And uh, he invited me out to the show, and I met Luke. And, and let me tell you, it's just been we hit it off right away. And, and after I met with him, I understood a little bit more of what um, – what the business you know what wrestling is what you know the dynamo pro business is and what the sport of wrestling is. i just loved it i automatically just fell in love with it and um you know we reached out again touched base in november and i was brought on in january and it was just one of those things that is just out of a drop of a hat in a conversation something blossomed into this and i just am so excited and grateful that that happened i really am absolutely um so you you you've always been a professional wrestling fan. So how does it feel to be part of the commentary team on in Dynamo Pro Wrestling and and get to call the action of of such great matches like you know Adrian Surge and and uh, you know some of the great Dynamo Pro wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that was that was one of those things. I the term right place, right time comes into handy. Um, we were. It was one of those things where, you know, some there was a position needed, and and I had a little bit of a experience in you know my past life, and it, it came into fruition. And it was one of those things where it was just out of a whim, and just right away I felt at home behind that microphone and right next to my broadcast colleague and Luke, and he uh, he took care of me, and and uh, we've been off to the races ever since. But one thing I will say real quick is just one of the matches that really hits home to me, so I think about all the time, is uh, Serge versus Mikazi. Uh, at the uh, April 20th show at uh, Concordia Turner's for the career versus career uh, match. That was just one of the things that one of the matches that blew me away. Those men went to war and just to see uh, what transpired has just been absolutely wonderful. But yeah, it was just one of those things where spur of the moment, you know, flip of a switch and and we were off to the races. And I I don't think Luke and I have ever looked back and, and I'm excited to see where it goes and where this race takes us. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, Luke Roberts, why don't I go ahead and let you come back in here? Because I know you have a bunch more questions for uh, Drake. Well, you know something, Joe. First of all, we got to get this thing taken care of with intern Timmy. I, I, like I said, I don't know what happened. As soon as Drake Lee started talking, my phone's been acting all out of sorts as a late. But that's okay. We've got Timmy Hart at work tonight. And i got to go ahead and talk with Drake. And I know, Joe, you and I have talked about this. Drake, we've got to talk about... Uh, not only do we have bike spears and body slams tomorrow night, but we have to take an opportunity to talk about the event that's going to be taking place on Saturday night, August 24th. The uh, Dynamo Pro Wrestling Fighting for Autism and Car Shield presents the Spectrum Slam. This is going to be a great night of professional wrestling. We talked about a couple of the matches earlier on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw things to you to kind of give us some input on some of these great matches that are going to be coming up on the 24th. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you said, you know, the event. This is literally the event, folks. I mean, this is just absolutely wonderful. Spectrum Slam is going to be a show for all ages. And let me tell you something. One match is really uh, – I'm, I'm just going to talk about real quick – is the match with Mikazi and uh, and uh, Tony Esteem and uh, Jimmy LaFleur with Glacier and Generation Iron. And, and that's – one thing I'm going to say about that is, is I, I'm really interested to see – what we uh what we get out of the the uh the partnership and the the team up with 
uh, the Art City Mercenaries and Mikazi. I really, I, I'm interested to see because Mikazi doesn't like to really play with anyone. We've seen that before. He doesn't like to, he doesn't like to be friendly with anyone, no matter how hard they try to, you know, kiss up to him or, or do whatever. They, they don't. He just doesn't care. And I'm interested to see how that works out for his favorite. And just uh, really interested to see how that match goes. Glacier, you know, we've seen him in WCW. I mean, this guy is an absolute animal. He was in the AEW Battle Royal. He, he is just. He's been around the business forever and around the sport forever, and and I'm just excited to see exactly what these you know two teams can do because I can guarantee you, for me, that's me one of the matches of the night. Well, I got to tell you right now, Drake. One thing that concerned me in this six-man tag team matchup, I know for a fact that the team of Generation Iron with Natty Daddy, uh, Brent Banner, and uh, Titan, along with Glacier, these guys, this is not the first match together. But you also have the team of the Arch City Mercenaries and the Wind of Destruction, Mikazi. Now, I, while I agree with you, the idea that Mikazi doesn't, as you said yourself, play well with others, the thing that concerns me here is the fact that Mikazi has nothing to lose in this matchup. In the idea that this, as we're well aware, back in April, he lost a career match. This match was signed before he signed that contract to meet Lights Out, Adrian and Surge. So there's not a, another tomorrow for Mikazi. He's going to go out there and he's going to lay it all on the line. And i got to tell you right now, that is the thing that really is going to make me wonder in this matchup of how far will Mikazi go in this kind of a matchup. Now, another match we need to talk about, gentlemen, and uh, that, this was just brought to my attention here just a few minutes ago is a matchup that's going to be for the Fighting for Autism Intercontinental Championship. It's going to be a three-way matchup between the heartthrob Jaden, Ezra Zellis, and Mike Outlaw. And, uh, Drake, I know for a fact you've had an opportunity to see all three of these men in the ring. What are your thoughts about all three men going into this great matchup? Absolutely. I mean, Mike Outlaw is, is one of the, if not the, top wrestlers in all Dynamo Pro Wrestling. He is, you know, he is a former Dynamo Pro heavyweight champion. He's the former D1 champion after just, you know, losing that belt to Ricky Cruz. And and I think that he, you know, right now in his mindset, he has a match, you know, coming up with uh, against Adrian Serge for that heavyweight title for Dynamo Pro as well. I think that there's a lot on his plate, but I think one thing that's on his mind is getting that one, two, three at the end of the day. And um, that's just something that um, Mike has done so well for a long time. And Ezra, Ezra, I watched the la- at Summer Showdown, and, and Luke, it was one of the, I I was very impressed with him. I'm very impressed with what he uh, brought to the ring, um, his, the way that he moved in the ring, the way that um, he read his opponents was was very very uh, mesmerizing in a way, to be honest with you. And I'm really anxious to see and excited to see. Um, how he uh, how he goes about it because let's be honest, he's pre- uh, he's wrestled all across you know the Midwest of the United States, and and that's one of those things where that experience definitely comes into a play. But these men have all traveled. Mike Outlaw's traveled, and and he's you know like I said, the current number one contender for Dynamo Pro. But one person I want to talk about is Heartthrob Jaden Roller here, and 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 the thing is, I was at by I was at the Gateway Harley Davidson series when he won the title. And what I saw out of him was just this fire in his eyes that you could see that belt in his reach and his arm reaching out for it in his mind. And you could see him just try to seize that opportunity and go after it. And I can, I really see him taking an advantage, taking advantage of a mistake um, at Spectrum uh, Slam. And we're going to see Jaden Roller come out on top. He's competed all across the Midwest United States as well. He's a, he's the former gateway Harley Davidson champion. And he's always a top contender in Dynamo Pro Wrestling. I think this is his time. I think this is his moment. And I really just believe that at the end of the day, Jaden Roller will get the one, two, three. 
Well, I got to tell you right now, this is going to be the first time in a long time that Drake Lee and I have actually disagreed here. All three of these men are great in ring competitors, but I got to tell you right now, Mike Outlaw and the Heartthrob Jaden, they have a pretty story rivalry between the two of them. They've competed in countless matches against one another. I'm going to go out here on a limb, and I know we talked about this at the uh, Summer Showdown event, Drake. I think right now this match is a golden opportunity for someone like EZ, Ezra Zealous, to kind of sneak in, wait for these two men to basically worry about each other and see someone like Ezra Zealous come in and wind up sneaking in and getting W here. And I think it could be a very much possible idea coming to the Spectrum Slam on August 24th. Now, Joe... You and I have been friends a long time. We've been on the program many times. I want to get your opinion on a matchup that in, involves two people that you're very familiar with. And that matchup is between Mark Gedeker and Marcus Buff Bagwell. I know you've got a lot of notes on both of these men. I want, and I know that Drake, as well as the Dynamo Pro Wrestling fans and the Wrestle Talk family, would like to know your thoughts on the matchup between Gedeker and Bagwell. Oh my goodness! That's gonna be a amazing, amazing match. Uh, you know, I, I used to watch Marcus Bagwell uh, on WCW, and and then a couple of years ago, he was involved in a wrestling show in my area, and I got to actually meet Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and I got to be in the ring with him. And you know, he is an amazing, amazing guy, and. This match is is going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, I, I I really wish that I could be there for the show because every match that you guys are talking about seems like it's going to be an amazing, amazing match. Well, well Joe, I can tell you right now, Marcus Buff Bagwell, and I haven't heard that name in a long time, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. That's a name from the past, but when you look at Marcus Bagwell – Almost 30 years inside the squared circle, former member of the NWO, five-time former WCW Tag Champion, uh, competed in the G1 Climax Tournament, and a 13-time PW500 honoree. Mark Edgar, I'm going to tell you right now, this man is a beast. He's an 18-year veteran, trained by the late Hall of Famer Harley Race. He's wrestled in pro wrestling, Noah. Uh, very well known for his power game, and this match is going to be one of those where I think it's going to be the, the classic match of speed versus power. Now, uh, i got to ask you this one, Drake, because you and I have had plenty of discussions about this matchup, and we had actually both of the guests on. I know you were listening a little bit ago. Uh, my question to you is this. Uh, you heard and know about both Lockie and Lights Out Adrian Surge. True. Who do you think is going to wind up coming out on top of this match? You know, at the end of the day, there's a, that's that's a great question. I don't think I ever have you know ever thought that you were gonna throw the hardball at me right away. I feel like, but no, uh, this is a little bit different. Adrian Surge, you know, is nursing that uh, injury. He had to sit out at a summer showdown and and sit uh, counterpart to me at the broadcast booth and um commentate that uh main event of for the number one contender spot. And I I, I just don't know. I mean, we've seen Adrian Surge. He's a five year veteran. I mean, he's he's the two-time Dynamo Pro champion. He's the reigning heavyweight champion right now. And he, it's one of those things that, at the end of the day, is the feud that he's had with Mikazi forever, is that is that starting to wear on him? And and that's the question that I think we're start people are starting to ask themselves. I mean, 
whenever you in that moment was right at summer showdown when he had to withdraw with that hamstring injury. But it, right now, I mean, if you look at Lockie, he's you know he's a four-year veteran himself. He's a brown belt and belt and washu you know washu kung fu and and he's his. It's just one of those things where I I'm seeing both of these guys as matches and it's just a toss-up. But right now, I I hate to say this and Adrian Serge, I'm sorry, I'm going with Lockie in this one. I just don't think that that you're a uh, that he's you're going to retain. I mean, your war with Mikazi, I just think it's weighing on you. I think I really do. Well, I got to tell you right now, when I look at this matchup, I mean, again, I, I have to go, as was mentioned earlier on, I have to go with the champion's advantage. I mean, again, uh, a good friend of mine brought up earlier this evening the idea of when you're injured, when you're considered to be that wounded warrior, when you're backed into a corner, kind of like Adrian Serge is, that's when you often see the most, the most outgoing, the most athletic, the most determined of a competitor like an Adrian Serge. And I'm going to tell you right now, as much as Lockie brings to the table, I think right now, it, to me it would be, if Serge was at 100% right now, I would be very, very much in the mindset of saying that Serge would win this matchup. But with this, this injury and his rehabilitation and things along the line, I think this matchup is going to be a toss-up. Joe, you heard both men earlier tonight. What are your thoughts? You know, it's really going to be a, a, a really, really good match. Yeah, both gentlemen definitely want to win. Adrian Serge says, says he's going to win. The oldest formerly known as Lockie says he's going to win. I think that, you know, who's really going to win? The fans. The fans are going to be the, the absolute winners of not just that match, but of the entire show. That's my thought. All right. Well, Joe, I mean, you bring up a real good point as well. Uh, that's why we like say we have the opportunity to have Drake Lee here from Dynamo Pro Wrestling on the show tonight. Now, Drake, I know for a fact that we have uh, just a few more minutes with you before uh, our time is done. I know you got a lot of things to get prepared for bikes, spears, and body slams tomorrow night. For those that are listening here to the Wrestle Talk podcast, can you go ahead and give us a brief rundown about the Spectrum Slam? Yeah, absolutely, folks. This is the show of the summer. D- don't listen to anyone else. They're telling you all these other- – no, Spectrum Slam is the show. Everything that's lined up on this card, it is absolutely jam-packed to the moon. You have a 25-man over-the-top rope challenge. You have Dirty Ryan McDonald versus Ryan Ash. You have the F- F- Fighting for Autism Women's Championship Fatal Four-Way Match. And, folks – this FFA United States Championship with lights out Adrian Serge and Lockie, it's going to be, it's going to blow the roof off of this place. And I will say one thing, one thing to Jimmy LaFleur. I hope that he, I, I, he's coming back and I just want to see, cause he had a little, he and I had a little bit of a dust up. If you, if you would agree with that, Luke, we had a dust up and he didn't like a question I asked him, but I will say this to him. You're back now for this match. I hope that you perform the best that you can. And I really do. I wish nothing but the best for you, Jimmy. I really do. And um, at the end of the day, I know maybe you don't like me because I ask some questions that you don't like, but I'll be asking those questions at the end of the match. And I like said, I wish you luck, and I wish you and Mikazi and Tony esteem well uh, in that match as well. But Generation Iron, you guys, I, you guys are my favorites in that match. Mike Outlaw is going to absolutely – tear the roof off that place as well. I can't wait for him to drop the flying elbow. He's got to hit it. I can't wait for him to hit it. That elbow was absolutely devastating. 
It is so devastating. It's like watching someone get just flattened by a 500-pound cement block, and not because he's big, not because he's 500 pounds, but because of the force that he brings down with him on that elbow. And, and, and folks, this Kevin Ryan versus James Brady match, there's so much animosity in it. Both men are talking so much trash on social media, and this is going to be one that might end with stretchers, folks. I'm telling you, these men are going to go to war, and this is going to be a night of wrestling you won't want to miss. I know for a fact, I've been talking about this Matt, this show for months. I am so excited for it. I can't wait to see all of you there. And, Luke, I can't wait to see you there looking as only you can look. Well, Drake, i got to tell you right now, this event is going to be a great night of professional wrestling action. Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Fighting for Autism, and Car Shield presenting the Spectrum Slam. If you want to purchase your tickets, it's at Madison Square Garden, located at 3051 Industrial Park Place West in St. Peter's, Missouri. Doors open at 6 p.m. Bell time is at 7. Tickets are $15 each and available at htix.com slash Pro. Great night of pro wrestling action. And again... This last, the last event that Fighting for Autism and Dynamo Pro Wrestling uh, promoted as a joint venture drew over 800 people in St. Charles, Missouri. And I got to tell you right now, with all these great matchups coming up, it's going to be a great night of pro wrestling. But you know something, Greg? You and I have been friends now for a better part of the year. Joe, you and I have been friends for a long time. I think it's time, as we're getting close to the end of tonight's show, I think it's time for a game show. Uh, challenge a a Wrestle Talk podcast tradition that the, the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge between Drake Lee and I gotta say tonight Nightmare Jones. So Joe, are you ready to take part in tonight's game show challenge? Absolutely, I am always ready to take part okay. in the game show challenge. Though. All right, Drake Lee, are you ready? Did the referee check him out? Uh, I think so. Hey, 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 Nightmare, were you checked by the referee? Absolutely. I, I I don't have any weapons. Why would I have weapons? Come on now. I don't need to be checked. Come All on right, now. we're good to go then. I'm ready to play. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and turn Timmy. Hit the music for tonight's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. In our in our first corner, we have from Dynamo Pro Wrestling Drake Lee, and in the opposing corner, representing the Wrestle Talk Podcast Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance. Now, gentlemen, here are the rules of tonight's Game Show Podcast Challenge. Uh, here's what we're going to do. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular wrestling topic. As soon as you know the answer to the question, please shout out your answer. The first person to win two out of three falls will be tonight's winner. Do you understand the rules, Drake? Yes. Nightmare Jones, I know that you know, but I have to ask, do you understand the rules of tonight's contest? Yes. All right. Tonight's category of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge is entitled Definitely not rookies. Tonight's category will be three individuals who have won championship gold in a major professional wrestling promotion past their 50th birthday. Once again, whenever you think you know the answer, please make it a point to shout out your answer. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. 
All right. Trey, are you ready? Kind of. I got a, I got a third of an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to take that as a, as, a, as a he's ready. All right. Tonight's first question. This professional wrestler was forced to hang up his wrestling boots in the year 2000 due to a concussion. In 2002, he suffered a stroke. However, in 2010, at the age of 52, this WWE Hall of Famer would capture his fifth United States Championship. Please identify this man who was known in the eyes of many as the best there is, the best there was. Ladies and gentlemen, the first fall of tonight's contest goes to Drake Lee. Bret Hart was the correct answer. Man, I... Thank you. Thank you. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for question number two? Hit me with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this professional wrestler and WWE Hall of Famer has never held a major world championship, but has held many other championships during his career. He has held the WWE Intercontinental Championship, the WCW United States and Television Championships, and is a seven-time tag team champion. His last championship reign was held at the age of 51 in TNA as one half of the tag team champions with his longtime partner and member of the Outsiders, Kevin Nash. Name him. Scott Hall. Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the second fall goes to Nightmare Jones. Scott Hall is the correct answer. So, gentlemen, at this point, it is one fall apiece. It is time for the third and final fall. Drake, are you ready? I'm ready with the drum roll, Luke. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Nightmare Jones, are you ready? Absolutely. Let's do this. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this man... By the year 2000, his in-ring career was pretty much over. But in 2005, this man teamed up with Ric Flair to defeat the Spirit Squad for the WWF World Tag Team Championship. Please name this WWE Hall of Famer who hails from Glasgow, Scotland. Roddy Piper. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of tonight's WrestleShop podcast, Game Show Challenge, by a score of two falls to one, is Drake Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Joe, thank you for playing with me. All right, no problem, Joe, I know Joe. for... I know for I know for a fact that you're probably not going to want to hear this, but intern Timmy, can you hit the winner music, please? Stay 
said, it was definitely a great contest here. Unfortunately, Nightmare Jones coming out on the losing end of tonight's game show challenge. Like I said, we're going to go ahead. We just got a couple minutes left before we have to call it a night here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Drake, for those of uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast family that would like to know more about Drake Lee and Dynamo Pro Wrestling, how can they find out more about you and Dynamo Pro? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Drake Lee on Facebook. Um, D Lee or DPW underscore D Lee on uh, Twitter, and uh, my Instagram is the same as my Facebook. I uh, it's so funny because I put these usernames together and and whatever they came up, and I don't remember all of them. But Facebook Drake Lee, and I sound so bad saying that, don't I? I'm mad at myself. I'm gonna go back home and I'm gonna beat myself up for it and put myself in like a figure four. But anyway, Drake Lee on Facebook, uh, Drake Lee on Instagram, and and on Twitter, you could probably find me Drake Lee. I don't know how the search feature works for that, but I will say this. My question before I go is for Luke Roberts. And Luke, does that, can we say we're in the garden? Uh, actually, that'd be kind of an interesting question. I mean, we are in, we are in in a square garden. I don't know if I don't think necessarily we could say that we're in in the other square garden. I think we can say we are in Madison Square Garden. I might I'm gonna go with the garden. We'll just have to come up with the Missouri way to say it. <laughs> Well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that was Drake Lee. Uh, Joe, do you have anything else to say to our second guest before he goes ahead and gets ready for tomorrow night's Spike, Spear, and Body Slams event and also the uh, Spectrum Slam? Oh, just thank you for coming on to the uh, show tonight, sir. It has been a uh, pleasure, and you are now a member of the Rest of Troll Podcast family. Uh, you just got to promise that you won't be a stranger, and you'll come back on to the show again sometime as uh, so we talk to you more about your professional wrestling career. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been my the pleasure is all on this side of the phone. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to coming back on and talking with you. And I'm ready to get forward to looking, to, uh, uh, looking at a couple of bikes, having a few beers, and watching people body slam tomorrow. That's all I know. And I just want to say thank you again. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Drake Lee from Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Joe, it's like I told you, man, you can see why this man has, has so much fun and is such a great addition to the Dynamo Pro Wrestling media department. Could you imagine sitting at ringside alongside this man and knowing and seeing all the things that he's capable of doing when it comes to commentating and uh, professional wrestling matches? It definitely sounds like, like a great, great time, and I can't wait to – to to go to my next Dynamo Pro show and and I'll finally get get to meet him. Well, like I said, Joe. I mean, again, it was it's really been a great show tonight. I mean, again, we had the opportunity to have that interview with the artist formerly known as Rocky. And guys, I got to tell you, as we mentioned earlier, make it a point check him out on Facebook and on Twitter. This man has a very very uh, bright future in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, opportunity to check out professional championship wrestling and seeing him as he competes in his homeland of Melbourne, Australia. And he'll be taking part in the Spectrum Slam on Saturday night, August 24th. Uh, we had Drake Lee on. We had the FWWC. It was always a privilege to have Big Daddy P in the snippets of truth. Joe, I got to tell you, this is a, this has been a great show. You have any final thoughts before we call it call it episode uh, 259? I believe it is. Um, just that it has been an, an amazing show. We got to talk to the artist formerly known as Lockie. We got to talk to Drake Lee, the FWWC, the High Spot segment. We just thank everybody for their uh, time and, and for, for listening to the podcast and making it successful. And 
and thank you for stepping in and, and uh, being my co-host tonight. Uh, as always, it was a pleasure, sir. Well, Joe, like I said, it's always an honor to be a part of the Russell Talk family, and again, be able to get on the show tonight. I say it was kind of kind of sad not having Night Owl around, but I know he was taking care of some business. Uh, I know we got a lot of great guests coming up. I know next week's show for those that are listening tonight, and again, that have been following us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on every form of social media. I got to tell you right now, next week's show. Well, we're not going to be able to really talk a lot about it right this second. I got to tell you, you need to make sure that you're keeping keeping an eye on Facebook and on Twitter because if, if what I've heard is right, next week's show and actually the next couple of shows are going to have some huge guests. You know, the Wrestle Talk family's been talking; they want to have more and more new faces to the Wrestle Talk podcast. And Joe, I think you would agree, there's a lot of great guests still to come in the next few weeks. So with that, I want to go ahead and say thank you to all of our great sponsors. Make it a point to check out the FWWC on the internet. Yeah, so you can check them out at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can check out all of our great sponsors as well as past episodes of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Joe, i got to tell you right now, I think it's been a great week, and we're going to go ahead. Intern Jimmy, if you can hit the music, we're going to go ahead and see everybody next week right here at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. See you next week. Peace.